is passionate about cars with Steve Kennard, teaching drivers how to survive the world of modern motoring and imparting wisdom to the next generation of motor technicians. So it's Friday 29th of January, I'm at First Class Garage with Steve, and Steve's just been playing, um, not, not dominoes, that game where you have to move things around to make space with cars. Well, it's almost like musical chairs with the cars, just shunting the cars around so that people can get in and out. And Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same sort of problem wherever you go in the town. I don't know, I don't know what the answer to it is, really. Um, well, I do know that the answer is not to fleece the motorist. Mm. That's basically all that all that's happening. It's, it's all about money. I mean, if you go not too far from here, there's um, like it's 11-hour meters, um, and if you go up and down those roads, you'll find that most of those are standing empty because, of course, the cost of parking now. So, so we've got roads around here that has got not a lot of vehicles parked on them because they're now metered whereas before the meters obviously people used to park there so all the cars that used to park there where have they gone you know they've only moved them to another area I mean, this is a common practice when they started zoning this town um, people used to park on the outskirts of the zones so they moved the zones out people park on the outskirts of those zones so it's, it is a little bit of a knock-on effect and the parking issues in this town I mean, I could spend hours talking about it, and I don't really want to go down that because it, it does make the blood boil. Have you had any nice, juicy run-ins with um, traffic wardens recently, Steve? Um, just lately, no. I've got to say, in fairness, the, um, the guys we've had around here uh, have been very understanding because, obviously, we work with cars. We're in the town. Parking is a problem. When people drop their cars off, um, you know, we then have to move vehicles around to accommodate them, or we have to find somewhere that we can park them, um, you know, safely and legally. Um, so, so yeah, parking is, is a little bit of an issue, and, and we've had run-ins in the past with various wardens. Um, I don't know what, what their sort of um, their actual job title is now, but um, Tra- traffic enforcement officers, I think, something like that. Ah, uh, traffic enforcement, or parking enforcement officers, something yeah. like that. That, that's, that's lovely term, isn't it? I mean, just directly outside the garage here, we've got double yellow lines. Um, we, we did ask if we could actually have like the, the white bar that they used to put across sunken pavements, because this is a sunken pavement, um, or a crossover, as they call it, uh, which means that you, you know, that really other people or people shouldn't really park there because we need access to it. So, so we asked if we could have the white bar there because of cars being dropped off um, it'll allow customers just to pull their cars up outside there without getting hassled. Um, and one or two of the wardens in the path have re- in the past have really hassled us. Um, you know, uh, they don't appreciate that we have a job to do like they have a job to do. You know, we, we've got to have a little bit of um, sense and uh, um, just it is it's common sense really. You know, but on a bright note, it's good news about the understanding wardens that you've encountered recently. We salute understanding wardens, don't we? Well, I do. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, everybody has a job to do, and I'm sure they hate to get abused. But there are ones out there that actually encourage abuse that with, with the way they go about their job. Um, you can understand why people do get wound up and, and do like hell verbal abuse. Them. I'm not condoning it. I can't condone it. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, it, it'll make your blood boil. Um, particularly if you're having a bit of a bad day. Um, 
and uh, their lack of understanding is uh, it doesn't help matters you know it's just fuel to the fire isn't it really now steve last time i spoke to you which was um, in um, december wasn't it it was you said the work was a bit bitty is it a bit looks pretty busy now i have to say yeah it's um you know we went through uh, obviously the christmas period where it's it's always quiet we then go through uh, like this year we've gone through a couple of weeks of snow ice uh where we've been able to get in open up the workshop um but there's um there's been the snow um on the roads where people have been unable to get their cars to us so so that made it um you know a, a bit of a quiet sort of four weeks let's say um we're now playing a bit of catch up because the cars that were booked in then were rebooked um so so we are playing a little bit of catch up and um and of course I'm, i always like to see the workshop busy like anyone would mm, yeah. um, so so yeah it's uh, you know we, we've had we've had a few um jobs in we've had lots of jobs with wipers wiper motors wiper linkages oh, wintering type problems absolutely and, and most of them are self-inflicted um you know you, you see it all the time snow build up on the roof of a car you know they'll they may maybe clean the windscreen or wipe the snow off the windscreen they then go down the road hit the brake the snow on the roof slides forward onto the wipers that are trying to clear the screen and break the linkages so that's a common wiper injury in winter is it yeah it is it is when you've got snow on the roof i know it's it's all right clearing your windows but if you think about it every time you stop that bit of snow particularly the, the snow we've had recently you know where you've got maybe a six inch building up of snow on the roof slides forward damages a wiper linkage your wipers are then out of commission or on the other um, side of it you then have zero visibility mm-hmm. and if you're like um, going down a road or in traffic or something like that doesn't matter what sort of speed you're doing if you've got zero visibility you don't know the car in front may have had to have stopped you can't see him you know all for the sake of maybe taking 30 seconds just to wipe that snow off the roof just just brush it off the roof so it doesn't actually cause you any damage but but yeah we, we had a quite a run of uh, wiper linkages um during the snow just after because if you think about it those wipers are actually under quite a lot of strain aren't they because it's a very short lever underneath the bonnet that's moving that big long lever at the top yeah, I mean, wiper linkages are all um, the same sort of designs uh, across all the various models and makes. Um, you, you've usually got quite a, a thin bar, which in a lot of cases can be quite flimsy. On the end of each bar, you've got a plastic ball socket. Most of them are plastic ball sockets, which then push onto a ball, which is on the uh, the base of the um, what we call the wheel box, the wiper wheel box, which is... The, the piece that the wiper arm bolts onto so on the base of the wheel box you've got like a short arm with a ball that um, is operated by the uh, main linkage the big problem is because it's plastic it wears Mm. so over a period of time you get a little bit of wear um, in the linkage there and then you get this huge weight of snow suddenly Mm. you know falling onto them it's something's got to give and plastic you know that's the usual thing uh, but we've also had wiper motors burning out as well where people have put the motors on you know put the wipers on where the wipers have been frozen to the screen and that sort of stuff so you know so what else have we got steve we've got quite a few vehicles up on ramps here today mm. yeah with this 
there's quite a few in here. I mean, there's a van in there for a clutch. There's a Mercedes at the far end that um, had, it came came in with um, lots of lights coming up on the dash, all the warning lights. Uh, the diagnostic plug-in revealed that it's got um, various fault codes in, in various systems on the car. Most of it appears to be um, going back to alternator. It's overcharging, it's, it's spiking. All of a sudden, it, 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 it'll charge fine one minute, and then all of a sudden, we've got a 17 volt going through the system, which is a little bit too much. The system gets a, a bit of a spike, and everything starts sort of you know, going a little bit haywire. So, so of course, that spike will affect all those little black box brains, presumably. Yeah, they don't like 17 volts being thrown through them, um, and, uh, and and consequently they'll bring up various warning lights, throwing various fault codes, uh, quite a few red herrings as well. Um, and generally, the car just doesn't run right. It's an auto, so it doesn't change gear right. Um, it's it's all that sort of thing. So we've got an alternator ordered for it. So just waiting for that to arrive. Um, you, think, you think that's where the problem lies? Because it must be quite complicated trying to diagnose some of these electrical faults. Yeah, it is um, absolutely. I mean, what you've got to do, it, it's like you you've got to think things as logically as you can. I know uh, logics and um, you know these onboard computers don't seem to go hand in hand nowadays. Or you know, you shouldn't talk about logics and ECUs in the same sentence. But, um, but in this case, yeah, I mean, we've clearly getting an over voltage. So, so we go down that route first. We'll, we'll do the alternator, um, see what what we get then. Once we clear the codes out, give it a run up, see what the systems are doing, and see what other codes are coming back in. And it's then a case of like um, going through the various faults, um, starting from the most obvious to the most obscure really you know to, to rectify the problems um, you know that, that that's the Mercedes there we've got a got a nice little Triumph stag there Ooh, can um, we get a look at it I haven't seen a stag for ages um, where is it over here yeah it's, it's oh yes I didn't see it it was behind another car oh it's been years they're lovely aren't they yeah well they look lovely are they mechanically are they lovely to work on yeah they're okay um they're, um, this, this particular one's got a little bit of a clutch um, slave cylinder leaking. Again, we've got a clutch slave cylinder ordered for it. Like a lot of these cars, they stand around. Um, don't do a lot of mileage. Consequently, rubber seals tend to collapse. Um, they tend to seep, tend to leak. That's what's happening with this one. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the stag there. Um, we had a BMW Mini in last week um, I mean they're called BMW Minis this was a BMW Mini Cooper automatic um, the woman had um, tried driving it through a Ford you know um, which I guess under normal circumstances well, the Ford Cortina but when you say Ford you mean a small stream absolutely small stream um, and um, yeah I, it, it cut out part way through this now I guess it was probably a little bit deeper than she thought Um and this was just on the back end of the snow where the snow's thawing so the water levels were up a bit um, consequently the water got taken into the intake of the engine which is positioned right on the front grille at the front of the car um, straight into the engine into the cylinder we all know you cannot compress a liquid something has to give so what happened? well in this case uh, we had uh, Comrod's brake uh, come through the sides of the engine oh. Uh, resulting in um, a replacement engine. Um, 
it's it is quite a common thing with the BMW minis. Um, I never realised driving through a Ford could result in a new engine. Oh yeah, absolutely. You really need to be careful. You need to be aware of certain things. I mean, you know, if if you're going to do that sort of motoring, you you could say you you'd be best with a four before or something but or an amphibious vehicle or an amphibious yeah or better still stick to uh, terra firma and dry road uh, but that, that was the the bmw mini i mean it's all done dusted gone now the woman's quite happy got a car back um but it was just through driving through a a, a stream you know um and we've got a another one here this is a bmw touring um came in with a little bit of a sort of chuffing noise which um, turned out to be um, like a combustion leak from cylinder head gasket mm. uh, when, when we've looked at it it's turned out that the um, rather than just having a, a head gasket gone where, where the cylinder head bolts bolt into the block <clears throat> the uh, threads in the block the block is only aluminium the threads in the block had been pulled and, and in a previous life it had been helicoiled which under normal circumstances is okay, but, but the BMWs, the blocks tend to go a little bit brittle in those sort of areas. And, and there's a lot of pressure and tension when you're talking down head bolts on those, uh, you know, on, on the threads themselves. And all that's happened here, the, the threads are pulled again, or the helicoils are pulled, uh, which means we've got a block that's been helicoiled. Uh, what does that mean, Steve, helicoiled? Helicoiled is... Uh, it's like a um, a thread that you can actually put into a thread to reduce it down. So, so if you have a, if you've got a um, like a, the threads that have gone in something, you can tap it out to the next size up, um, and you can put like an insert into the hole, or you know just thread it into the hole. It's then actually reducing the thread size back to what it was. So so it's, you literally screw in a new bolt, but it, it's got a hole in itself with a new thread inside it's, it. Like it's more, it's more like a, a coiled spring because it's not actually a bolt or anything. It's like a coiled spring. So, so you, you know, you, you can just literally just sort of like thread it into it, and it would then give you that replacement thread, and and that's usually quite sort of adequate. Adequate. I mean, I personally, I prefer the solid inserts there's various solid inserts you can get which we use a lot on um, say spark plugs Um, because with spark plugs if if you're taking something in and out all the time obviously you're going to get a little bit of wear on the thread um, and the threads are going to get a bit weakened or you know sometimes the plugs get a bit tight particularly on the um, uh, some of the forwards um, where they have a tapered seat and that usually results in um, in the threads getting damaged in in the head. Mm. So you would over drill it, or you know, take it out slightly larger, um, mm. tap it out. So you put in like another thread in there, a larger thread. You then put the insert, a solid insert, instead of a helicoil, and um, screw that in with a, a bit of thread lock or something on there to lock it into place. You've then got a nice new thread. For, for the spark plugs and, and you haven't got the risk attached to the the, the helicoils where the helicoils can, can pull up mm. like a an uncoiled spring mm. these others are solid steel inserts so they are literally a solid steel and personally I, I prefer using those sort of things mm. if you can get them because they'll only come in certain sizes so so it is a little bit difficult and, and we've 
having trouble trying to locate anything to be able to repair this block and it looks like um, short of taking the block out taking it to the, uh, up to the um, machine shop and see what they can do with it um, this, this is probably going to result again in another engine mm. so, uh, and then you have to start looking at the age of the car mm. is it worth it? Uh, in this case it's maybe not it's mm. quite borderline so, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just another one we got in there amongst all the various other bits and pieces that we have in here at the moment, you know. Well, see, thanks for that. we better wrap it up there. So you're still doing the, the free winter checks, are you, at the moment? Yeah, yeah, we're still doing the free winter checks. Um, we, we've done that last year very successfully, um, and um, so far this year it's, it's proved a big success, really. You know, a lot of our customers are, are taking advantage of it. Um, and it is exactly what it says. It is a free winter check, you know. Um, it will check the strength of your antifreeze and uh, and your tyres and your lights and that sort of thing. Um, and it's free. Fantastic. So, Steve Kennard of First Class Garage, Kemptown, Brighton, UK. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for listening to Passionate About Cars. Visit the podcast website at passionate-about-cars.com and Steve's excellent garage, First Class Garage, can be found at www.1stclassgarage.co.uk.